Greetings, this is Pastor Stan Harvey of the Pentecostals of Sydney. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. It is our hope that this message, whether it be a Sunday service or a midweek lesson, would be a blessing and a help to you in your spiritual journey. Stay connected with us on our website, posydney.com, or on our numerous social media platforms. Now to the service. privilege uh, to be part of the work in Australia for the next uh, 70 days and uh, it's always exciting to looking forward to what God has in store uh, for the church in this last time. Amen. I know uh, a lot of things going on into the world today but I also want to tell the church there is also so much going on in the church today. Hallelujah. And uh, this morning I'm going to take us into our Bible reading. Numbers chapter 14 verse uh, 24. Numbers chapter 14 verse 24. Bible reads in Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Our next uh, Bible reading this morning is from Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, a well-known scripture. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord. Unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And I want to preach to us this morning a very plain topic, I might say, possessing the right spirit. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell him, tell her, if you want to possess the land, you need to possess the spirit of the promised land. You cannot enter into the promised land if you don't possess the spirit of the promised land. Hallelujah. Let us pray this morning. Dear Lord, I come before you once again. I'm about to minister your word to your people. I pray that the anointing of your word will flow through this vessel as you're going to use it, O God, to minister your word, O Lord. Pray that you will move mightily in our life, that you will transform our heart and our mind, that you will resurrect that spirit in within us. I pray, God, that we're going to leave this place differently because you have influenced us with your word this morning. God, we thank you for this time of fellowship and we pray that you will lead us into your will. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. Hallelujah. We read in our scripture 
Amen. This is the time when Joshua came into power after Moses passed away. Amen. And, uh, and God told Joshua, after he heard a lot of rumors from the people, they say, we don't want to go over to the other side because of the giants, because of the, uh, these um, walls, amen, it's so thick uh, with uh, all the inhabitants of the land. It's so hard to fight them. We cannot possess this land because the inhabitants of the land, they are all giants, amen. And they say, we're not going to go over because of what's in the land. Hallelujah. And God speak unto Joshua and said, but my servant Caleb, he has possessed another spirit. Amen. And he said, I will bring into the land where into he went and his seed shall possess it. Praise the Lord. Uh, this morning, God was inspired me with this message that we need the spirit of revival every day. Hallelujah. The time that we are living in and what we are going through right now, what you need is the revival of the spirit of God on a daily basis. Hallelujah. There are so many things is happening right now. Hallelujah. We can see it. We can, we can see on the television. We can read it on the newspaper. It's everywhere. Rumors of war. All these firm and all these uh, political leaders going against one another. This war is starting in Russia and Ukraine. We, the Fijian people from the South Pacific, uh, we, we are complaining too much. Because of the cost of living is going up. Because of all these political crises that is going on. And I was preaching to the church in Fiji. I'm telling them, whether you believe it or not, it's going to get worse. Because Jesus said, this is just the beginning of sorrow. We are entering into the fiery furnace where our faith is going to be tested. But what you need this morning is the revival of the Spirit of God every morning. You need to visit your altar before you leave your house. You need to receive your manna from God before you leave your house because you have no idea what is there before you when you walk out into that door. But I believe that we've got a gift from God. We've got something that we possess that is bigger than anything that we encounter in this world. As John said, great is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know, when you possess this spirit, you are always ready to go. You are always ready to face all those mountains. You are ready to always face those signs. It doesn't matter. It's not an issue. Why? You always leave on fire. You have this spirit burning inside of you that is telling you there's nothing can stop you. You got to be victorious at the end of the day. There is a faith rising into your spirit that always want to challenge every situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church is failing to reveal himself as a church. We need to possess the spirit of a church. That's why Jesus told the disciples, go in therefore and wait. Tarry ye in Jerusalem. You need to wait for the promise. And what is the promise? You shall receive power. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you need power. More than just knowledge. 
you need the demonstration power of the spirit of God than just sermonizing words of man wisdom that can mess up your theology, your theory. Remember, you are living in the reality of the word of God. Hallelujah, I want to challenge somebody this morning. I'm going to heaven. I'm entering into the promised land. I'm going to the new Jerusalem. And there's nothing going to stop me. Why? I already possess that spirit in within me. Amen. I'm ready for anything. I don't care about the situation. I don't care about the crisis. I don't care what will happen to my family, to my finance, to my situation. doesn't matter. As long as I've been reviving the spirit, as long as I possess the spirit of a promised land, I'm heading to that destiny. That is my destiny. I know it belongs to me. My name is written in the Lamb book of life. I'm going there. Hallelujah, God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit. You need the spirit in order to worship him in truth. Because above all things, the heart of man is the most deceitful. So you need the spirit of God inside of you. And Luke 137 said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. That's with God, not with man, with God. Nothing is impossible. Praise the Lord. That's why Jesus said, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You need the spirit of God more than anything. Why? Because the Bible said, with God, nothing is impossible. But with man, so many things are impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. At the beginning of this year, we had an election in Fiji. And uh, I was elected as a new mission director in Fiji. So as I was elected in, the, in this position, amen, they told me, uh, you, you have to, to do the work of the mission director. You need to promote the gospel. Uh, you need to evangelize, save as many souls that need to be saved into the kingdom of God. And I've got my job description. I've been given this constitution that I need to familiarize myself in order to align with the organization. Amen. Hallelujah. But I was not looking forward to be the general mission director in Fiji. I was looking forward to coming over back to Australia, Brother Greg. I was told the last time I leave Australia, Pastor Watt, we want you back. We're going to renew the contract. We want you and the family. I was really excited. Tell the family, hey, we are going to Australia the, the next time I'm going. We're all leaving. The kids was exciting. Amen. Now when I was elected as the new mission director, I was standing there before this great man of God. And I have this battle in my spirit. Should I decline or should I accept it? It's both the work of God. But of here is the milk of land, land of milk and honey. And over here, uh, we are living by faith on a daily basis. And God, so many good things been going on in Australia. Amen. And I've been traveling around. A lot of things is happening. I don't have to prove anything here in Fiji. I've done my part in Fiji already. And God was whispering in my ears, are you going to Australia for the gospel or for the money? 
I raised my hand and said, I'm willing to take that position. Praise the Lord. But it takes me a few weeks to try and accept it in the right spirit. I have to be honest. Man, we are, we are just men. There's some emotion and feeling mixed around with our spirit. Do we always want to provide the best for the family in our own terms? And now the hard part is how am I going to tell my wife I've been elected as the new mission director? Now when I call my wife, before I call my wife, she called me. Hey, I heard on the news, uh, you've been elected as a new mission director. I said, yes. And he said, so, there's no Australia. Yeah, there's no Australia. Okay, so we're going to continue. Yeah, we're going to continue here in Fiji. As a full-time minister in the word of God, in the work of God. There is no support. I'm talking about the financial support. And my mind was going everywhere where I need to start. Praise the Lord. And I kind of feel like God was talking to my spirit about David when he came to Ziklag and the, the whole city was burned down. The, the, all the wives and the children have been taken away by the enemy. And even his troop, they want to stone him. Praise the Lord. Because of what has just happened. And the Bible said, he went before God and just encouraged himself in the presence of God. And I say, God, I need... Your spirit. In order for me to keep on doing what I need to do in the kingdom. So I call a few, a few brothers that I know that we always do mission together. Say, we're going to do a, a week or two of fasting and prayer. We need to start somewhere. Uh, I come into our office, into our general secretary's office. I knocked at the door. I said, is there any money left that we can start off with a mission? said, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, you're already in the red. That's a good news. Amen. So how, uh, but at the same time, I was being challenged by the spirit of God. Hey, this is, this is, you remember your, your last preaching in Australia, the beauty of having the situation. It is the platform for God to introduce you into the next level. Did you still remember that, that message that you preach? I said, yes, God, I still remember. It's still fresh in my mind. I just don't want to believe it. Hallelujah, but we take our time of fasting and prayer away from the family up somewhere in the islands. Hallelujah, we do fasting and praying for one in two weeks. Amen, and suddenly God starts to resurrect that spirit again. Say so we're going to start evangelizing the whole of Fiji. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know where we're going to start, but there's something in me that's saying we need to do the evangelism. We start off with a few hundreds of dollars. With 30 members of a mission team, we come together. We pray fasting. We go into this village. We do prayer walk at night. And we do trucks distribution in the day. And we pray again in the night. And then they open the door. They permit us to come and preach. We start preaching that weekend. And we baptize 30 souls in the name of Jesus. 
and people being filled with the Holy Ghost. From there, it started to go into the next level. From there, into the next level. I don't know where the money comes from, but all I know, whenever you renew that spirit inside of you, we just sing that song this morning. We just have to open the doors of heaven. God, I want to see you. No, you don't have to see God. You just have to be possessed by his spirit. As Jesus said, he that seen me hath seen the Father. Greater things will do than I. I thank God for the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. We come into this village and we will be said that this village has been a little bit different because it's very hard. It's only the seven-day Adventists come and preach over here. It's the only religious in this village. We don't allow any other village. We do prayer meetings in the night. While they were sleeping, we do prayer walking in the night, Brother Greg. Hallelujah. Early in the morning, people have been rushing to our camp because they need healing. They want to be prayed over. And when we pray over that, that sickness, and she was healed instantly, miraculously, right there in front of the chief. Now the chief said, we need to give them the permission to preach the gospel. We're going to provide the accommodation. We're going to provide the food whenever, the, the, the whole duration. We're going to cover everything about this mission team, but it's a seven-day Adventist. We camp in that village. We preach night and day, and we baptize more than 35 souls in the name of Jesus and being filled with the Holy Ghost. From there to another village. Hallelujah. We come into this village, and in this village belongs to the, to the president of Fiji. And uh, all these uh, tribe leaders, they said, no, no, no. You need the president's authority. Uh, uh, permission. We, we can't just let you come and evangelize uh, this village. Hallelujah. By coincidence, that Friday, the president just made a visit to his village. It was not in his schedule. He just wanted to surprise the village. He came to visit the village. And the man of God said, we're just going to go straight to the president and ask the president for his permission. Whenever we come to the president, the president said, hey, my village needs Jesus more than anything. I give you the permission to evangelize the whole village. We evangelize the whole village. We baptize 65 people in the name of Jesus and 23 been filled with the Holy Ghost. At the beginning of this year, we made a target. I say, God, we're going to win 1,000 souls to the kingdom of God coming December 22 before the general conference. It was a deal challenge with God, just a faith. You know, when you're reviving the spirit, you're going to challenge God with greater things. Not because of what you possess, just the faith and the spirit that rises in you. Say, God, 1,000 souls. I told the mission team, we're going to go for 1,000 souls for Jesus coming December 2022. Woo! Hallelujah. Coming the mid of August, we baptized 1,125 people. And more than 270 people been filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to possess the promise, possess the spirit. That's why God told Zechariah to tell Zerubbabel, he, he built the, the house of God halfway through and he was discouraged. He could not continue. He was just laying his head down, thinking what he's going to do next. Now, the spirit of God came to Zechariah and said, you need to go to Zerubbabel and tell him the word of God. Not by might, not by power, but my spirit says the Lord. We've heard a lot of preaching. 
and teaching. We have so much knowledge about God and his word. But there's less demonstration of his power. Because we are not so eager to possess that spirit that God wants us to possess. You need to be transformed from your mind, the renewing of your mind. You need to be changed how you see things, your perception, your understanding. You need to have a different definition altogether. Only through the Holy Ghost. If not, there will be no change. Church will start to be boring. Why? It's just a program. You feel nothing. Just the good song, the good sound, the good praise, the good worship, but there is no transformation. Hallelujah. Okay, that's good. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to share the testimony. We had this date on July. We're going to evangelize this particular village on the north side of Fiji. And, uh, and we talked with the hosting church. And he said, okay, we're going to accommodate the mission team for three days. Hallelujah. We can cater for that. Amen. There was a lady here in Australia coming over to Fiji for holidays. And it was her village that we were doing the evangelizing. Amen. He's not part of us. Amen. But he heard about the mission. He said, uh, what do this mission team do? And this, uh, this man of God was trying to explain to her, what do we mission team do? We evangelize. Praying for people. We try to transform people's mind through the power and the authority of the word of God. And praying people through in the Holy Ghost. We preach the gospel. We, we all do this kind of soul-saving business program. And he said, uh, and she said, yeah, I'm going to postpone my trip back to Australia on this particular date. I want to be with the mission team. I want to see what they're doing. Praise the Lord. So when she came on that first night of revival, she was in tears because of what she felt during the service. After the service, and he walked straight to the pastor that was hosting the service, and he said, uh, Pastor, I've got one request. Starting from tomorrow, I want to host this whole program. I want to take care of all the finances of this program. And I want to do it for 12 days instead of three days. And she walked up to me and said, I just built my new five-bedroom house on the hill. It's an ocean view uh, house right up on the hills. All wooden, nice mahogany house. I don't know how many hundred thousands of dollars for her to build that house. She said, uh, Pastor, I want you to go, you and the whole mission team, to use that house as your accommodation. And I'm going to fill that house with all the groceries, everything you need, even the toiletries. In Fiji, there's no such thing as toiletries, especially when you go in the village. Because you use the bathing soap as the washing soap as well. Amen. There's no difference. Hallelujah. 
But it was a surprise. See, this lady is from Australia. She knows the difference. And she knows the quality. We can't imagine having a dove soap in the bathroom in the village. To have a wheat beads and a, a milk full in the cupboard, that is not a reality in the village in Fiji. When this lady came, he do all this kind of crazy shopping about the groceries. He fill up all the cupboard and he buy all our, our toiletries. And even he hired a bus to run on every night on every village to pick every visitor to come to the service. <laughs> Hallelujah. And every night he buy chocolate, heaps of chocolate and ice cream and lollies for the kids in the village. Just imagine, every kid are looking forward for the afternoon evangelistic program. Hallelujah. And he said, I don't, I don't like the mix of the tea because the milk was so, uh, I, I want to put the chocolate in there. I want the peanut butter. I want the, the jam on the bread. We don't buy a peanut butter. We don't buy a jam. When you're in the village, you just eat the cassava, the leftover from last night. Praise the Lord. We need the revival of the Spirit of God in our heart in order to possess the promise of God. Why wait for the new Jerusalem? You can have the experience of the new Jerusalem here on earth. Why? Because the promises of God stand for sure. Woo! Hallelujah. At the end of that crusade, we baptized more than 95 souls in the name of Jesus. Hundreds of people being filled with the Holy Ghost. We've got pastors, we've got teachers on other denominations. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. Even people who practice witchcraft, they have been well known in the village. They could not hide it anymore because they experienced the power of the Spirit of God, the power of the preaching of the Word of God. They just muttered to the altar, even the chief that was being betrayed by his own village. That night he surprised the whole entire tribe when he walked up into that altar with tears on his face, raising his hands. He said, I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus in front of my people now we have a few churches in those places we go past 101,400 souls as of now being baptized into the kingdom of God the finances is not the issue the manpower is not the issue the issue is people need to be renewed on a daily basis you need to get your fresh manna from God on a daily basis. You don't have to rely on your past experience. You don't have to rely on what your reputation possess and have. You need a refresh, renewing of the Spirit of God in our life every day. That's why Paul said unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. We ask or think, but according to that power that worketh in us, you need that power to work inside of you so you will preach differently you will speak differently you will live a life that is different from this world why you already possess the spirit of the promised land Woo! 
Hallelujah. We are being challenged by people. We go to the University of Fiji. We ask all our students that are attending uh, the University of the South Pacific. We need to get this influence into the university camp. Hallelujah. Last two months, we signed a memorandum with the vice chancellor of the university that there's only one denomination can come and have worship in the, in the camp, in the University of the South Pacific campus. And that is the United Pentecostal Church International of Fiji. The vice chancellor said, I can feel something different whenever I come to this group of people worshiping God. Whenever they pray, whenever they praise God, she can feel something different. And she said, I don't know what you guys have, but I know you are the right people to come and preach into the campus. They believe in the power of the gospel. Now we have been baptizing people who are studying doctors, who are studying lawyers in the University of the South Pacific. We have started to baptize them in the name of Jesus and been filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo! Hallelujah. You know, the Spirit of God, it always works, even start from the beginning of time. When the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water, when the world was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, the Spirit of God is still moving. Hallelujah. And even now as I'm speaking, the Spirit of God is still moving, is still working, is still doing signs and wonders, is still doing demonstration power of the Holy Ghost. As Paul said, I can do things, I can do all things through Christ, not through the UPCA. It's through Christ because the UPCA can empower you with authority as far as organization is concerned. But the Spirit of God will empower you from power, from above. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. We go to the book of Revelation. As John was thrown into the island of Patmos, it is a way of a persecuting, hallelujah, is a way of mitering the people of God. They hate the gospel so much, they want to kill every preacher of the gospel in the time of this persecution in the New Testament church. While John was thrown in the island of Patmos, they were looking forward to hear the news that John was killed by loneliness without food because there's nobody in the island of Patmos, only beasts and scorpions. There's nothing there for him to survive. There's no church. There's no worship team there. No preacher. No pastor. But the Bible says in the days of the Lord, he was in the spirit. While the Roman government was hoping for John to be killed with loneliness, the Bible says he was in the spirit. The heavens opened. The new Jerusalem came down. And suddenly, John was in the spirit. And now the spirit starts to take him through the new Jerusalem. And just show John the marvelous work of God. The glory, the splendor of his kingdom. The presence of God. The pearly gates, the streets of gold. And one thing that really amazes me about this story 
when John was going through into the city of the New Jerusalem, he was looking for a sanctuary, for a temple of God, just like this. And the Bible says he couldn't find any. Why? Because the temple was God himself and the Lamb. Hallelujah. 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 Revival is bringing again into active something that was once alive and now is dead. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of resurrection. And the Holy Ghost will never die. But you will die spiritually. If you don't possess this spirit. Our response to situation predicts the kind of spirit we possess. Every time I read about this story about John in Patmos. I always challenge and revive. If John can be revived in a situation like that. I can't be revived when we come together as the people of God united in one place giving him what he deserves glorify his word why I can't be revived when I'm in the midst of the people of God but I still couldn't feel anything sometimes we have to be honest with God if you don't feel anything, you have to be honest with God. God, I don't feel anything. Because God will tell you why you are not feeling it or experiencing it. Why? Because God is the only present God. He's present everywhere at the same time. Even Paul said he's above all through all in us all. There's no situation that God cannot be in it. He's through everything. We know in the Bible, in the fiery furnace, he was in the fiery furnace. We read it in the New Testament, they put him in the tomb, he was in the tomb. Woo! Hallelujah! But why I still can't feel the presence of God? Because of our carnality. The flesh dominates so much that we entertain the flesh more than the word of God. We need to desire after the things of God more than the things of this world. The spirit of God is real. Hallelujah. I want to challenge somebody this morning. Let's desire after the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Let's desire after the word of God. Woo. Hallelujah. I love the Psalms of David when he said, Oh God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in within me. He said, Search me, oh God, and see if there's some wicked ways in me. Was trying to revive himself in the spirit of God because David knew he could not survive, who could not get a victorious life in all his life in the battlefield. He needs God more than anything else. 
Hallelujah. Let's be revived in the spirit. You don't need the Sunday morning service. You need your altar in your own house beside your bed on Monday morning come Tuesday morning. Why? Because the spirit of God is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. It's all power, all knowing. It dwells everywhere present at the same time. Hallelujah. There's nothing that you're going through that God didn't know. He already knows it. But he was hoping when you will realize that the answer to your problem is always available 24-7. That's why Paul said, we have been saved not because of our work of righteousness. It's because of his grace. Hallelujah. It is through the, the regeneration and the renewing of the, the spirit of God. This is what saves us. The renewing of the spirit of God. You can have the name, but you have lost the spirit. Amen. Because you have put on the name once you obey the gospel through baptism in the name of Jesus. That's how you put on the name through baptism. But you need to be filled with the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Acts 2.38 was just the beginning of a journey. The, the gate was just open. You need to walk yourself through the gate up to the promised land. Hallelujah. If you feel with the Holy Ghost last week, there is no guarantee you can live a victorious life come Tuesday. You need to renew that spirit of God. You need to renew that spirit of God. You need to have the right mindset, the right attitude, the right mentality. There is a different attitude. There is a different definition from the spirit world. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Not by might, not by power, but my spirit says the Lord. Now when they were in the garden of Gethsemane, they were praying. Three times God came and asked them if they can be with him in this hour of prayer. Hallelujah. But the Bible say they all fall into sleep. Why? Because the flesh is weak. Even though the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But if the spirit is willing, they're supposed to be up praying. But this is the problem. The flesh is weak and the flesh is dominating. Even though the spirit is willing, but there's less investment in the spirit. Hallelujah. They were just following Jesus. They never possessed that spirit. That's why Jesus, that's why Peter betrayed Jesus. He still have to possess the spirit. But after the day of Pentecost, Peter was preached with fire. The same Peter that portrayed Jesus. Now he preached with fire. 3,000 souls were baptized in the name of Jesus. Come Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4. This lame man in the gate, beautiful. He was healed after 40 years. Lame. Now he was healed through the power of the Spirit of God. Woo! A few chapter, hallelujah, comes. Acts chapter 5, the demonstration power of the Holy Ghost in the midst of God's people. Few people want to lie to the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God struck them dead in front of the congregation without giving them any opportunity to repent. Why? They never renewed themselves in the Spirit. It's dangerous to be in the presence of God without possessing the Spirit of God. You'll make a lot of mistakes and a lot of decisions that will go against the will of God. Because the Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. 
and it will lead you to all truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Fiji, this, is, this man is well known for uh, his power in doing magic, doing all the witchcraft practices. He's been known, well known in the whole of Fiji. Amen. And it was his village that we came and do the evangelism. Hallelujah. And we, and we have no idea about this, this story. We know the man, but we didn't know that this is his village. And his house was built up on the, on the hill. And when we came uh, asking for the permission to do the, uh, the evangelistic program, they said, hey, we're going to provide you accommodation. But uh, there's a house there on the hill. You're going to go and uh, you can use that house as an accommodation. We didn't know that nobody is staying in this house because of the lot of demons in that house. We have no idea about the demons. We have no idea about the devils and the wicked spirit, all these evil spirits. We have no idea. We're just looking for a place to rest, to sleep. So we came in there. We came in that house. After two days, the son came and said, how did you guys sleep in this house? I said, well, the chief will give the permission for us to come sleep. No, no, no. What I'm saying is nobody lives here. You know who's the owner of this house? Yeah, we don't know who's the owner. Who's the owner of this house? When he mentioned the name, and then we, oh, okay. All right. So, you want us to leave? No, no, we don't want you to leave. We want you to stay. We just want to ask you, how you still live in this house? I say, we don't know. All we know, God opens the door. We enter the door that God opens. When God is before you, it doesn't matter who is against you. Why? Because greater is in you than he that is in the world. I don't care how many devils they are worshiping in that village. We come into that village. We, we evangelize that village. We baptize the chief. We baptize the preacher. We baptize the pastor. We baptize everybody that listen to the message. Why? The demonstration power of the Holy Ghost. There was this man. He had this tumor for one year, six months. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't sit well. He's been troubled with this, with this tumor, and he's, he's got nothing to do with it. He just lived along with it, and he was living a very painful life. By the moment he went into the water in the name of Jesus, by the moment he came out from the water after being baptized, the tumor was gone, just like that. And he was a preacher in the Methodist church. The very next morning he came to the leader of the Methodist church and said, I'm resigning from the Methodist church. I'm joining this Pentecostal movement. Why? I can feel something. There's been years I've been in this Methodist church. I feel nothing. I feel nothing. But once I obey to the gospel of death, burial, and resurrection, there is a transformation. There's a healing. There's power in the word of God. After all this happening, I don't want to come to Australia anymore. I love what I was experiencing in the battlefield in Fiji. Woo! After that weekend on Monday, I received a call. Your visa has been approved. You have to come to Australia. I say, thank you, God. I vow 1,000 souls. Before coming to Australia, 
I go past that mass because of your glory and your power. I've got nothing to be proud of, but I'm here to lift up the banner of Jesus, to create preaching the word of God and keep challenging the people of God with God what it takes to turn this whole world upside down with the gospel of death, burial and resurrection for I am not ashamed of the gospel for this is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe it doesn't matter who don't believe it is to those who believe and God said if you preach the gospel he that believe baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned. So it's better for you not to have the opportunity to, to hear the gospel if you don't want to believe it. Why? Because judgment is coming. After you reject the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now one thing that amazes me is this. Whenever we go and preach, we always have this confidence. 20 something more souls will be baptized after this service. We always have that confidence. That faith just keep rising up, up to the next level. We don't even care who. Even though we started with just a few people, but at the end of the service, we baptize more than 20 people, always. But before, we struggle. We struggle. Five souls in a crusade, that is a lot of hard work. We have to really work hard. I've learned the message now. You just need to revive your spirit every day. You need to be revived. You need the spirit of revival. You need to be resurrected from your attitude, from your mentality. You need to be elevated to that spirit, to the realm of the spirit that always gives you the courage that with God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. See, the amazing part about this uh, coming to Australia, because I was applying for the visa, the requirements, Brother Greg, is you need to do your medical clearance and you have to do your police clearance in order to apply for the visa. And while the solicitor called me about my medical clearance and my police clearance, I was in the battlefield. We were in the middle of revival from village to village. And I said, man, forget about the medical clearance. Forget about the police clearance. I don't have time for that. I've got something more important than these medical clearance and police clearance. I don't know how my visa is still approved. Without a medical clearance, without a police clearance, without a proper bank statement, I still get my visa approved. I didn't say this for you to follow this. It's just my testimony. It's what excites me. Hallelujah. Now I'm coming to Australia this time a different mentality. I just need to be renewing the spirit. I don't know what is ahead of me, the program, the schedule. They told me this is your schedule. You're going to be traveling in eight hours here, ten hours here, flying here, flying there. I don't care. I love what God is doing. 
I'm renewed in spirit. I've got a transform mind. I've got a different mindset. I already see the new Jerusalem. I'm experiencing the new Jerusalem while I'm here on earth. I don't have to hear about people preaching about the supernatural, the transformation power. I leave that on a daily basis. I see God. I see the revelation. Now I can define God of who he is because with God, nothing is impossible. Woo! I want to live on a daily basis with this attitude and mentality. With God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Let us stand this morning. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. I want to read that large scripture before the worship team come and take us through. Daniel 3, from verse 20 to verse 21. Now the king, he commanded certain mighty men of valor. Who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and cast them into the burning fiery furnace? I love the verse 21. Then these men were bound with their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the meat of the fiery furnace. telling my wife I'm not leaving anything behind and I'm not going to compromise the word of God I'm willing to go through the fiery furnace with everything we're going to be challenged with the conviction of the word of God in our heart, we're going to be challenged with our standard for the word of God see this world is the world of compromises, it's just full of man's wisdom, they have tricks politics hidden agenda we have no idea but i want to leave this as a challenge to the church this morning i'm not going to leave anything aside i'm taking the whole word of god with me wherever i go even if i'm been threatened to be thrown in the fiery furnace come what may you won't change the fact that i'm going to be stayed renewed in the spirit of god you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witness. I don't want to be a historian where people write about things they hear. I want to be a witness. People who see first and experience. I want to experience God for myself. I don't want to write about things that other people do. I want to be a witness. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be a witness. Let's desire more after the Spirit of God. Never take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. It may, it may sound so general to the Christian people. But let me tell you, you need the resurrection power more than anything. The Word of God will never come alive without the Spirit of God. Before God spoke the Word, the Spirit moved. Before God spoke. It is the combination of the power of God through the Holy Ghost with the weapon which is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. 
we feast so much on the word and not dwell much in the presence of God. We need to possess both of this, the word of God and the spirit of God. Let's invest ourselves in prayer and fasting. Let's sanctify ourselves wholly in the presence of God. The world is getting sharper and sharper every day. Coming up with all these new ideas and resolutions. They will, they will fool people that are not of the Spirit of God. People will be deceived. People will be trapped. Why? Because they don't have the Spirit of God. When you have the Spirit of God, you are heading towards the promised land. As God told Joshua, my spirit, Caleb, he possesses another spirit. What Caleb said, God, it's enough for me. Forty years in the wilderness, I'm sick and tired of staying in the wilderness. I've already heard about the promises of the land, flow, milk and honey. I want to possess what belongs to me. But I need to possess that spirit first in order for me to possess the land.